discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. We give you praise, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is here, and the ministry of the Word is here. Glory. To help us understand His Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. I want to share concerning the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. Hallelujah. You know, this is a month of um, the spirit, right? Whether you believe it or not, we are in a world that has all kinds of things in it. Whether you believe it or not, whether you think it is true or not. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 is the reality. Okay? Look at Ephesians 6 12. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. The Bible says that, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There are wicked spirits that are around who don't like you. They will never like you, no matter what you, what you do. They don't like you. Okay? There are a lot of Christians who are just walking around. Like you are a free agent. You're just moving with your two eyes and your two ears and your two legs. You're just moving around. There are spirits everywhere. You know, I was trying to, the very first message I preached during this month um, had to do with understanding the materiality of the spirit. Okay. Material or substance, the fact that spirit exists. Do you get it? Because a lot of people think that we are just moving around, like this is it. This is not it. There is something more than this. Okay? And the fact that the thing is not flesh and blood does not mean that it, it doesn't exist. Like, as soon as it is not flesh and blood, it means that it does not exist. For many Christians, that's how they think. It's not like that. Now, how, does Jesus, how is Jesus existing right now? Jesus does not have blood. Jesus offered his blood, okay, to God for our sins. In Revelation chapter 1, verse, verse 4, 4 into 5. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Next verse, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. Then he says, this is what, he, this is what I want you to see. Then he says, unto him that loved us. 
and washed us from our sins where? In his own blood. So Jesus' blood was used for washing our sins. Now when he rose from the dead, he had flesh and had bones. I remember if you've read Luke, Luke chapter 24, when he came amongst them, he told them, um, because they couldn't believe that he was, you know, he had risen from the dead. They were having difficulty. Then he said, Behold, my hands and my feet, that it, it is I myself, it is me. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see me have. He says, a spirit has not flesh and bones, as you see me have. Now, Jesus has flesh and bones and exists without blood. But is he around? He's not around. He's sitting in a place called heaven. And heaven exists. What is the material for making heaven? What is the material for making angels? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. Look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. There's a material that exists beyond this physical one. Okay? It says, are they not all ministering spirits? We're talking about angels. Let's read from verse 13 so I understand it. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Then he says, are not all the angels ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Ministering spirits. John chapter 4 verse 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. Spirit is real. Spirit is material medium. It exists. <laughs> So when we say spirit, don't, don't start thinking like, oh, it's not real. Like it's not there. Sorry? It's like imagination. Brother, sister, it is not imagination. It is more than imagination. It is a reality that exists. Yeah, and this world in which we are living is actually a, a, an extension of the spirit or a product of the spirit. For instance, if you read in Genesis chapter 1, verse, verse 1 and verse 2, the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. Then it says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, moved upon the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. The Holy Spirit is the one who produced every single thing that you can see physically here right now. In, in Job, it says that he has garnished the heavens by his spirit. He has garnished the heavens. He has beautified the heavens by his spirit. His spirit is the one who did all those beautiful things that we are seeing now. It says by his spirit, he has garnished the what? The heavens. His hand has formed the crooked serpent. By his spirit, he has garnished the heavens. He has beautified the heavens. Do you see? So someone can be having a dream. She will see someone chasing her. And someone will cut her, cut her in the dream. And she'll wake up and she'll see that the cut, the cutlass mark is on her hand. With blood coming. You think it's a Nigerian movie. It's not a Nigerian movie. It's real. They are real things. Life is spiritual. And the realm of the spirit is larger and more powerful and more influential than the physical. So spiritual materiality is there. Okay? People, people have corporal reality in mind. Like, uh, when we say corporal reality, what we are saying is that it's like everything that exists must exist in the way you think it should, it should be. You get it? Like for the Holy Spirit to have personality, he must be a physical being. It doesn't mean that. The Holy Spirit is a person, but he does not exist the way you think he exists. He has all the attributes and all the characteristics of a person. Do you see? The Holy Spirit has emotions, for instance. The Bible says, quench not the spirit. 
The same Bible says, grieve not the spirit. He has emotions, so you can quench him, you can grieve him. You can make him sad. Do you get it? Yeah. He's a person. He has all the attributes of a person. He's a, that's why he's called his. He's referred to as his. You see, Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as his. When he, but when he, the Holy Spirit, is come, you see, he always referred to him as he, as a person, because the Holy Spirit is a person, and he exists, and he's the producer of everything that exists, including this world in which we are, we are in. He's the producer of everything. He produced everything. All the angels came out of him. Remember, it says God is a spirit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that God is spirit. Okay? Or the spirit is God. If you like. So you cannot ignore that fact that there's something that exists beyond this world. Beyond the physical life that you have. Okay? And you must be interested in perfecting the realm of the spirit. The supernatural realm. Because it is what controls the physical one. Please, you understand what I'm saying? Like, if you're able to change things in the other spirit, you can have it happening physically for you. Nothing can stop it. So you must become an expert, not at business, uh, not at buying and selling, or at, uh, uh, what, what else is in, is in this world? Education. Education. Marriage. Giving birth. Uh, don't become a specialist of nonsense. Decide to be a specialist of the realm of the spirit. Do you understand? Uh-huh. That is the way to really get results. That is the way to really get results. Okay? How many of you want results in life? I'm showing you how to really get results. Like, really get results. Amazingly, this, this is what I was preaching before Pastor Chris even came around recently. And he was sharing the same thing. This is what I was sharing throughout the month. Can you imagine? Is it a coincidence? It's not a coincidence. Spirit, hallelujah. Spirit, I tell you. So there are people who, who they don't really care about, about the realm of the spirit. I can't see it, so it's not there. You are, you are a liar. You are a liar. There are powers that be. There are powers that be that are in your family. You think it's a joke. It's not a joke. There's a white chalk marker that has been used to draw. Hold on, it's been used to draw a line in your family. Shim, like that. Nobody's crossing this line. Have you seen cockroach, white chalk cockroach marker before? When you mark it like a shim on the floor. When the cockroach gets there, it will die. Don't try. Yeah. There are families where they, it's like you are not moving. You are not moving. And amazingly, Christians are affected by it. That is the unfortunate thing. Christians are affected by some things in their family. They are undrained. They know not. Neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. I have said, God says, I have said that ye are what? Ye are gods. But ye shall die like me and me, like one of the princes of this world. Why? Because they know not. Neither do they understand. Do you see? Yeah. You see that marriage become difficult. When you marry, you see that children are not coming. When the children come, you see that the children are not correct. It's not a joke. Christians. Yeah, Christians. Christians. Because they are demons that are following their family. They are demons that are following some individuals. It's not a small thing. 
there are demons that have set some guys on your way. You will see. You will see. It's not a joke. <laughs> there are demons have been set. You know, make sure this guy does n- never get hundred thousand dollars in his life. Never. Yes. <laughs> not even in an example. You cannot cross hundred thousand. Yeah, spiritual wicked spiritual. You see, I quoted it for you. Eh? Ephesians chapter six. Verse 12. Okay? Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Principalities and powers and dominions. But you, if, you, if you've read your Bible, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, 20, and 21, the Bible shows us something. It says, Paul was praying for the church. He says, I pray that you may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power, which is at work in you, or for you and towards you who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked or wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He says, according to what? The working of his mighty power. Say mighty power. Mighty power. The Greek word is iskus klatos. Hey! The word might is iskus. And then power is klatos. Iskus klatos. Iskus klatos. Hey! According to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him up from the dead and set him in heavenly places far above all principality and power. The same group, all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. So God has lifted Jesus Christ above all these principalities and powers that are arranged against you. Do you see? And amazingly, you are in the body of Christ. You are part the body. All these things, all the things we talk about in the Bible are all spiritual. There's nothing in the Bible that is physical. Not even one thing. Not even one thing. Remember, the scriptures are breathed by the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen, isn't it? All scripture is inspired by God. It's given by the inspiration of God. The Bible talks about how that the prophets of old wrote the scriptures as they were moved by the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who is responsible for the scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing that the Bible talks about that is physical. Our new birth is not physical. I mean, if you were bowed before you became born again, you don't become, you don't grow hair. If you were fair, you don't become darker. If you were darker, you don't become fairer. People would have gotten born again many times if it makes you fairer. Is it true? Yeah, because it's like the closer your skin color is to fair, it's like you are something. You are blessed. Everything. When the Bible talks about how that we are members of the body of Christ, First Corinthians chapter twelve. I'm just sharing my heart with you. First Corinthians twelve twenty-seven. Look at First Corinthians twelve twenty-seven. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. We are. It says we are members. We are members of the body of Christ. You see. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. We are. Where is the body of? Christ? Have you seen the body of Christ before? Where is the body of Christ? So what? Where is it? Did you, did you meet it in, in Kanishi when you were coming to church? Or you met it at Aguba, Aguba Station? The body of Christ is not physical, it's a spiritual. So you must start thinking spiritual, like start thinking differently. Start relating to the scriptures differently. It is not physical, it's not physical things. Are you seeing it? And you are now a member of the body of Christ. If you read in Ephesians chapter, chapter 5, verse 30, look at Ephesians 5 30. 
For we are members of his body, of Christ's body, and of his flesh, and of his bones. Have you seen it? We are members of what? His body, his flesh, and his bones. And he raised Jesus up from the dead and seated him far above all principality, and power, and might, and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world which is to come. Then it says, and he has given him to be the head over all things. That's the next verse. Look at the next verse. Ephesians 1.22. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Then it says, which is his body? The church is his body. Are you part of the church? Yeah. It says, he, the church is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all and in all. You see, so we are, we are part of the body of Christ. And hence, where Christ is seated is where we are seated. So no principality, no power, no dominion. Nothing can affect you. But if you don't know, and even if you know and you don't engage yourself, there are some of you know, but you are not into engaging yourself. You are just there. Oh, it will work. Brother, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. How many of you got gold when you were coming on the, on the way? You saw gold on the streets. You were driving on the street of gold. Gold is not like, you have to dig. Isn't it? Even in Obuasisef, you don't see gold on the streets. They've gone many, 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 many miles down. Can you imagine they can travel for five hours down? You'll be surprised. For five hours down, no. To get to the place where they're supposed to dig. It's shocking. I was surprised when I heard it. You go up at Obuasi, five hours. They can go two hours, some places three hours, four hours. They are just driving to go to work. Early in the morning, you just come, you enter the place, and you are, you are going to, you are, so they've dug all the, they've gone to places. They've gone way beyond Obuasi, a long time ago. Long time ago. Oh, long time ago. That's how spiritual things too are. You see, that's how spiritual things too are. I'm reading some things to you, but then you need to spend time on it. You need to spend time on it. You need to get, that is the only way to work in your life. Or to be kidnapped for free. You'll be surprised. With all the power of God that is inside. Remember, I said that he rose him up from the dead by the strength of his might, isn't it? The power by which he raised him up. Okay? Has your father done something before? Has your father brought someone back from the dead before? Ask your neighbor, has your father brought someone from the dead before? Not even a housefly. How about a mosquito? Your father has not done some before. Then certainly you have not done some before. Now, listen. God brought Jesus back from the dead by the power of his might. That is the greatest exercise of God's power. It's called the operation of God. Operation. Yeah, it's called the glory of God. In Romans chapter 6, he calls it the glory of the Father. He rose Jesus up from the dead by the glory of his Father. The power of God that did that is called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that power. Are you seeing it? Go to Romans chapter 6, verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. He was raised back from the dead by what? The glory of the Father. Even so, we should also walk in newness of life. Have you seen it? The Holy Spirit is called the glory of the Father here. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the same, a similar thing is said about the resurrection of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is mentioned categorically. He says, but if the spirit of him, have you seen it? But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He's talking about about the Holy Spirit. And it is the same Holy Spirit who is dwelling in you. So the power that rose Jesus up from the dead, 
that power that God exercised in Ephesians chapter 1, like we saw it. Okay? That he rose Jesus from the dead by the Iskus Kratos. Eh? Iskus, Iskus Kratos is the Holy Spirit who is sitting inside you. Wow! He's sitting inside you with all of his power. How can you be kidnapped? How can you fail? How can a demon cut you in, the, in your dream and to show up? How can a demon chase you? How can you dream and a demon is chasing you? How can a prophet take you into, into something that you are not supposed to get into? How can someone hypnotize you on the way? Like a person said hello and then you are gone. Now you may know. You may know what we are talking about. But you must dwell on it. You must allow yourself to stay on it. Yeah. It must come to you by something called revelation. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. If it doesn't come to you by revelation, eh, you will just be in the system. You will just be in the system. You must believe in what the word of God says. I tell you, don't just be hanging around and be a, a Christian who has a cliches. Oh, I'm a child of God. The life of God. Listen, it's not a cliche. It's it is real, it is true, it works. I tell you, it works. Okay? What did I say? It works. That power is dwelling inside you. It's if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. That same spirit shall also vitalize, give life to your mortal bodies. That's what it is in there. He says, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or vitalize your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The Holy Spirit is the most important person you can think about. I tell you. He's called the spirit of power. He's the spirit of power. Second Timothy 1.6 So don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is all... I like it when things are simplified. There are only two things you need. Or three things. I preached it in this church about three years ago. And I titled it, uh, Tools for Success. And I mentioned the spirit, the name, and the word. Isn't it? These are the three things every Christian needs. Finish. Understanding the spirit, understanding the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus, and understanding... The word of God is all you need. That's all you need. And nothing can stand against your success. Do you think I'm a success? Yeah. I am showing you, listen, I'm showing you what makes me get results. Okay? Yeah. I'm showing what makes me get results. If you want to get results for the rest of your life, engage in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Engage in getting to know the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. What is the gift of God he was talking about? He was talking about the Holy Spirit. Because if you read in Acts chapter 2, look at verse 38. Let's read 37 to 38. 37 to 38. Acts 2, 37 to 38. Now when they heard this, this is Peter preaching. When they heard this, they were prayed in their heart. The people were prayed in their heart. And said unto Peter, and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Next verse. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Do you see? The Holy Spirit is what? He's a gift. That is given to us. And Paul was telling Timothy, 
But listen, I'm reminding you to stir up the gift of God that is in you by the putting on of my hands. Now, whatever gifts you can talk about, you can talk about the gift of healing, the gift of working on miracles, the gift of whatever. You can say that this gift refers to one of those things. Well, guess what? All those gifts come from the Holy Spirit. It is by the work of the Holy Spirit that makes all these things work. You understand? So the, the Holy Spirit is the gift of gifts. Okay? It is in him that all the gifts are found. So he is the gift. Now, look at this. Where I put thee in remembrance that thou stab the gift of God, which is indeed by the putting on of my hands. Next verse. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. That's how I'm supposed to read. But the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. That's how I'm supposed to, because he was talking about spirit. Because he says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Say, I don't have the spirit of fear. I have the spirit of power. So the Holy Ghost is dwelling in you with all of his power, with all of his might. All of his power, all of his might. All of his power, all, not some. Not some. I mean, the way we have become it is just like the way Jesus was. So. The born again Christian, the one who is born from God, or born of God, and born from above, and born of the Spirit, is actually the same as Jesus Christ. Because remember, Jesus was born by the Spirit. In Matthew chapter 1, Verse 18. Look at Matthew 1 18. Matthew 1 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found a child of who? The Holy of the Holy Ghost. She was found a child of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost impregnated Mary. So Jesus Christ is a product of the Spirit. Do you understand? He's a product of the Spirit. So Jesus would always make reference to his Father, which dwelleth in him. We know that the heavenly father is in heaven. There's a difference between the heavenly father and the father which dwelleth in me. So in John chapter 14, verse 14. Look at John 14, 14. Let's read from verse 10 so that we understand it some more, okay? Believers that know that I'm in the father and the father in me, the words that I speak, this is what I want you to see. See, the words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the father that what? Dwelleth in me. He dwelleth the works. Who is the father that was dwelling in him? The Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit is the one who dwelleth the works. I see it. So Jesus was born of the Spirit. He was given birth to by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was indwelling him. If you read in Luke chapter 1, verse 35. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 35. Luke 1, 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. It shall be called the Son of God because the power of the highest. Who is the power of the highest? The Holy Ghost. It says the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall what? Overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So Jesus was the Son of God. He was born of the Spirit. Do you see? He was not born of man. He was born of the Spirit. Now, as he was walking around, there was a day he went to be baptized by John. And immediately he was put into the water. Something happened. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost came upon him like a dove. Descended in the, in the form Okay, in the descent of a dove. And as soon as the Holy Ghost came upon him, the next thing that's in Luke chapter, what, what I just said to you is in Luke chapter 3, verse 22. Luke 3, 22. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. Now, as soon as the Holy Ghost descended upon him, the next thing that happens is chapter 4, verse 1. Okay, because if you read chapter 3, verse 23. We just read 22, right? 
22. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being a, or suppose the son of Joseph, which is also the son of Eli. So he gives an account of what Jesus, Jesus' natural genealogy. Do you get it? And that's all, that's what takes all the way to the end of chapter 3. Then the next thing we see is chapter 4, verse 1. So a result of the coming upon the Holy Spirit is what is written in chapter 4, verse 1. It says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came upon him to dwell in him. He didn't come upon him to go and come at certain times. He, the purpose of the coming upon the Holy Spirit was for indwelling him. Now remember, Jesus was born on the Spirit. Therefore, the Holy Ghost could indwell him. And therefore, he could be full of the Holy Ghost. Have you seen it? And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Then, go down to verse, verse 14. Luke 4, 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. So there's the Spirit, and there's the fullness of the Spirit, and there's the power of the Spirit. So in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, are there two different things? Emphatically not. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Look at this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, trying to ask you whether there's a difference. There's no difference between the power and the Spirit. Because the Spirit is the power. The Spirit is the one who brings the power. And I'm just sure that the Holy Spirit is the power of God. Isn't it? Now, if you read in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, what I mentioned to you earlier, you understand that the Spirit brings the power. The Spirit is the one who brings the power. Luke 1, 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the result of the Holy Ghost coming upon, upon thee is that the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Wow. Have you seen it? Yeah. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. How is it? The result of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit is power. So Jesus had the Spirit and he had the power. Because the Spirit came with the power. Hallelujah. First of all, Jesus was born of the Spirit. And he received the Holy Ghost and the power of God. Through the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Is it different from you and I? It's not different at all. What happened to you? John chapter 3, verse 3. Verily, very I say unto you, except you be born again, you cannot. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5. Look at verse 5. Jesus answered, because Nicodemus was asking, how can a man who is old enter his mother's womb again and be born? He wasn't understanding what Jesus was talking about. No spirit of understanding. Then Jesus told him that, listen, Verily, well, I say unto you, except a man be born of what water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Guess what? Being born of water means to be born of the Spirit. John chapter 15, verse 3. You are cleansed by the word which I have spoken unto you. John 15, 3. Look at John 15, 3. Now you are clean through the word. So the word of God is what makes clean. Like water makes clean. Do you get it? Yeah. Then Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Look at Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself to it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. So the word of God is water. And 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the word of God is the agency by which we are born again. The word of God is the seed of the sperm by which we are born again. Are you getting it? 
now have you seen the word of god before with your eyes no. the word of god is spirit yeah. there's nothing physical about the word of god the word of god is spirit the word of god is not what is in the bible what's in the bible is the is the, is the word of god yes but the word of god goes beyond what is written there yeah. the word of god is a person his name is jesus christ and he existed before he came in as flesh Wow. John 1 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him were all things made. Without him was blah, 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 blah. verse 14. And the word became flesh. So the word is what became flesh and dwelt amongst us, called Jesus Christ. So the word is spirit. And the word is not. What I'm trying to say to you is that the new birth, our new birth, is as a result of the agency of the spirit. Because even the word is spirit. You the Bible or you know the Bible? The word is spirit. Do you get it? Then he says again, he says, John, John 3, I mean John 3 and 5 now. Except a man be born of water, and water is a word which is spirit. Then he says, and of the spirit, which is spirit, spirit is spirit. So just as Jesus was born, like born by the spirit of God. We are also born by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Through the con- our conception is through the Word and through the Spirit, which is, which is all Spirit. There's nothing physical about that. So what Jesus had at his birth is what we also have at our birth. Now, what happened to Jesus when he received the Holy Ghost? He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he had the power of God in him. Isn't it? Yeah. And that power in him is what caused him to open blind eyes. That power in him is what caused him to do all the things that he did. That is why he told the disciples that he that believeth on me. Okay? I just read it to you. The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go unto the Father. Why is he going unto the Father? Jesus said in John chapter 16 verse 7. It is more expedient unto you that I go unto the Father. If I go not, the Spirit will not come. Are you in the church? So the Holy Spirit, because of the coming upon of the Holy Spirit and consequent indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the disciples, he knew that the disciples were going to do greater than he did. Guess what? When Jesus stepped, Peter was walking around and saw a man who was impotent in his feet and he told him, listen, look upon us. So very good, I have I not. But such as I have given unto you. What did he have? What do you think he was referring to? He had the Spirit. He had the Spirit. Such as I have given unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the guy started walking. Guess what? All that Jesus did, all that Jesus did when he was walking around is what you can do. Jesus' life walking on earth is a demonstration, a a typology or an exhibition of the life of God, what the life of God does. That's why you need to read the book of John. You need to read read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. You need to see how your life is. The, The operational abilities of the life that we have. If you don't read that, you don't understand are you in the church? Yes, sir. All that Jesus was is what we have become. Wow. Wow. Such power. Such ability. Yet Christians are dying. Jesus said that. Listen, listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said that no man can kill me. No man can take my life away from me. I lay my life. This power, this one thing has my father given unto me. To lay down my life. And also to pick it up. That's what Jesus said. I lay, I lay down my life and I pick it up. In other words, nobody can kill me. 
Listen, there were several times they tried to kill Jesus. The very first day in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus came to preach and returned in the power of the Spirit and came to pick the book and said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed me to preach the gospel and all that, and took that and sat down, and they all looked at him. He told them that from this day is the scripture for food in your ears. They got angry at him and took him and started pushing him towards the hill to push him down so that he dies. The Bible says that he walked between, amongst them and went peacefully. Yeah? He walked that. You can look. It's down there. It's just down there. He walked amongst them and vanished. And nothing happened. It happened four times. Four times they tried to kill him. Four times he vanished. Why? Why? Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in him. You see? But he passing through the midst of them, went his way. Yeah? Go, go, go up. Go to verse 29. And rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him out into the, into the brow of the hill whereon, whereon their city was built that they might cast him down. They wanted to push him and kill him. But look at what happened. Look at me. But he, he passing through the midst of them went his way. I mean, how can you do that? How can people be pushing you to go and kill you? And then you turn and pass amongst them. And they can't find who they are supposed to push again. It didn't happen once. It didn't happen twice. It happened three times. They could not kill him. Jesus will stand at the temple and we'll be talking. And they'll make plans that we have to kill this guy. But they could not kill him. They could not take him. Nothing, nothing could happen to him. Why? Power is working inside. Listen, you are powerful sitting there. I tell you. You are powerful. And you need to be so conscious of it. So conscious of it. So conscious of it. I tell you. Say, I'm not ordinary. ordinary. Say it again, I'm not ordinary. ordinary. Say it like you mean it. Yeah. You are not ordinary at all. The power of the highest is dwelling inside you. The Holy Ghost is dwelling inside you with all of His power. With all of His power, not some. All. 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 So that scripture in Acts chapter 10 verse 38 applies to you how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. Power. There's power inside. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who is that greater one? The Holy Ghost with his power. His power is at work in you. And you see, who, who would run away? Let me ask you a question. Who would run away if... Uh, uh, which one will run away between these two things that I'm going to describe? If these electricity pylons here, you know there are some very large pylons just on the next road, right? If those pylons should fall down, like they should cut, one part should get cut, and they fall down, with power flowing through it, through it, it's just moving. You know, when it happens, like, it just moves like that. Isn't it? You can't catch it. And there's water around, and it's falling into the water, like that. And you are coming. To pass through the water. Who will go away? Who will be afraid and go away? Who? Will the electricity pylons run or you will run? Who will run? You will run, right? Between the principalities and powers and all those dominions and thrones and you. You are the electricity pylons that are falling into water moving around like that. And the demons and principalities and all that are the human beings moving around. Who is supposed to run away? Who is supposed to run away? The power of God is working inside you. Now, what I'm saying here, it must come to you by something called revelation. 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 You have no idea of all that God has given to us. There's so much. 
There's so much that God has given to us. So much. So much. So much. But Christians are dying so sad. Christians are dying because they don't want to grow up. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to know. How do you know? By reading. Studying it. Spending time and meditating on the word. Listen, you will not go on. It's like trying to trying to succeed, trying to succeed on the moon. As a human being. Where there's no water, there's no food, there's nothing. When earth is there for you, earth is there for you to plant and grow and drink and eat and do everything and flourish. You say I like moon. You like moon? I see the moon and the moon sees me, so I'm going to the moon. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? That's what is happening to most Christians. So when you show these are principles of the word that we, you and I, must live by. This is what is inside the word. The spirit is more powerful, is more influential, more more result oriented. I tell you, more more result oriented. So in First Corinthians chapter two. Verse 9. Look at 1 Corinthians. Let's read from verse 7. 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It's Paul talking. He says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. What is the mystery? He says, we speak, we speak what? The wisdom of God in a mystery. What is he talking about? 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 2. We speak what the wisdom of God. Wisdom. He says we are, we are talking about we, we talk the we speak the wisdom of God, but we speak it in a mystery. It's a mystery. Do you see? We speak the wisdom of God. Now, what is the wisdom of God? Wisdom is doing what okay you would have regretted if you had missed. <laughs> At the time when you are supposed to do it. Did you get it? Doing what Okay, you would have regretted for not doing at the time when you did it. You get it. Maybe you went through this 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 road, and then you met an old friend who gave you a million dollars. You get it. Now, if you had used the other road, you would have missed the one million dollars, and you would have been a fool. Now, what made you walk on this side? To meet that guy to give you the one million dollars. It's called wisdom. Wisdom is profitable to direct. It directs you to go where you're supposed to go at the right time to meet the right people to get the right things done. That is wisdom. When we say someone is wise, that's what we're talking about. Do you get it? Like he knows what to do at what time and always gets results and never regrets that, ah, I should have. You see, sometimes you do something you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done this. Has it happened to you before? You are walking in foolishness. <laughs> you are walking in foolishness. So walking in wisdom is moving and not regretting ever. As you are going, no regrets. Because you are making all the right decisions. You get it? In other words, wisdom is what brings you. Wisdom is glory. Wisdom is wealth. Wisdom is understanding. Wisdom is knowledge. Wisdom is power. Wisdom is, is, is everything you need. Read the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 1 to, to 8. You will see what I'm talking about, especially verse 8. It says, wisdom has in his hands prosperity. The other, in his left hand, he has long life. 
Wisdom gives you long life. It gives you prosperity. It gives you plenty of things that you didn't even ask for. Wisdom gives you an, it gives you honor. Wisdom gives you everything that you need. Wisdom is what you need for life. Look at this. This is wisdom talk. He says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Next verse. Let's go on. There's more. Plenty. By me, kings reign. By wisdom, kings reign. And princes decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. In other words, wisdom makes you a, a prince and a king and a noble. Next verse. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me. Wisdom has riches and honor. Durable, yeah, durable, not fake riches. Not riches that come up here. There's money that appear for eight years. There are some monies that are, are meant to be there for ten years. After ten years, it's finished, it's gone. You'll be surprised. People, people struggle for nothing. Durable riches and righteousness. Not riches that does not have righteousness attached to it. You are, you are rich, but then you are righteous. You don't need dishonest. You don't have dishonesty around you. Look at the next verse. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. What I bring is higher than choice silver. So he says that. Listen, but we speak the not man's wisdom. This is the wisdom of God. But we speak it in a mystery. In other words, what is needed for your riches? What is needed for your long life? What is needed for your durable riches? What is needed for your, your honor? What is needed for you to rule? Is, is spoken. Paul says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. Then he says, which, this wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So there's wisdom ordained by God before the foundation of the world for your glory. Wow. Like every, you see, every child of God is destined to rule and destined to have greatness. Not even one of us is supposed to go down. Not even one of, not even one of us is supposed to have problems. Not even one of us. That's, that's the destiny of God for you. Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are his workmanship, for we are his workmanship. The word workmanship is poema. What it means is you are the best and highest of all of God's creation. Of all of God's handiwork, you are the highest. That's what it means. You are his masterpiece. Like Da Vinci has many things that he did, but then Mona Lisa is the highest of all that he did. Da Vinci did things that are used, principles that he created that are used for helicopter flights and other things. He did some wild things, but then Mona Lisa is the highest and the most known. God did beautiful things. There are plenty of things in the skies, in the universe. All kinds of stars are there. Beautiful stars, beautiful animals, but he says that you are his highest. Can you imagine? Now, if you are God's highest, do you think he programmed you to fail? No. You think he, why would any, if you know that this phone is going to fail, why would you release it onto the market? Samsung is not a fool. If he knows that this phone is going to be blasting in people's rooms, he will not produce it. He will recall. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. God is not a fool. God has programmed you for success. Wow. Look, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. Let's, let's read Amplify, so it makes, it makes more sense. Every one of God's children, not, not some, not the uneducated ones, like oh, the uneducated ones are. And every child of God, born of the Spirit, was born for glory. He says, For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works. They are good works which God predestinated, planned beforehand for us, taking past which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life. Living what? Yes. It's a good life that He has predestined for you. Which you prearranged and made ready for us. Everybody, not some, everybody. That good life 
is what is spoken in the hidden wisdom, which is a mystery. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom of God. Which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, what is he talking about? First Corinthians 14 to For he that speaks in a known tongue, that's what? Read it to me. One to go. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit, in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. What mysteries? Mysteries concern the hidden wisdom of God for your life, ordained for your glory, for your honor, for your riches, for your prosperity, for your development, for your forward movement. Is what you are saying. As you are speaking in tongues, that is exactly what you are saying. That is why Christians who don't speak in tongues much don't amount to much. They don't amount to much. Look at this. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Next verse, verse 9, verse 8. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, who are the princes of this world? Principalities, powers, dominions, thrones, every name that is named on earth. Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they knew that in clean Jesus, all of us would come and be born again, they would not have done it. Next verse. Then it says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Do you love him? If you didn't love him, you would not be sitting here. You love him, that's why I'm sitting here. Has not seen. Do you understand what that means? It means that whatever I have seen to date, to date, let's talk about money, for instance. Let's talk about money, for instance. They say Apple made one trillion, is it one trillion or so dollars last year? Isn't it? So one trillion has been seen. It means that what God has ordained for you is higher than one trillion. about ministry and ministerial achievements look at all that has been done by this great man of God let's talk about Bishop Dad let's talk about Pastor Chris let's talk about Bishop Oedipo let's talk about T.D. Jakes let's talk about Kenneth Hagen Kenneth Copeland T.L. Osborne yet he said that I has not seen we have seen all of those things we have seen all we've seen we've seen them he says I has not seen yet let's talk about marriage Maybe you have seen the highest of marriages where people have stayed together for 100 years. I have not seen how your marriage is going to be like. The marital bliss that you enjoy. Let's talk about children. Let's talk about, let's talk about mission work. Let's talk about church planting. Let's talk about church buildings. Let's talk about so many of these things. Let's talk about businesses. Let's talk about all those things. He says, I have not seen. Ear has no head. And neither has it entered into the heart of any man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Guess what? Then it says, but he has revealed them. He has revealed them unto us by his spirit. He has revealed, he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. So the Holy Ghost is the spirit of what? Revelation. Who unveils what is covered? He unveils what is hidden. How does he do that? Manto ko ligratana baye. 
Lego sana mama, palogo leche. Eloa, palogo sete minio, palegelebe. As you are speaking in tongues like that, and you are paying, paying attention to what you are doing. Listen to me. Listen to me. As you are speaking in tongues and paying attention to what you are doing. Okay? You are going to get, you are going to go, listen. Someone said, I spoke, in, I spoke in tongues for 30 minutes, nothing happened. You are just starting. You are just starting. Remember, he says that, oh, I will pour out my spirit upon all, all flesh. And this is a result of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He says, your sons and your daughters shall what? They shall prophesy. What is prophecy? Prophecy is uttering what is hidden. Speaking that which is hidden. In, in clear language for you to understand. Inspired messages from God. Mysteries that have been coded, being brought to bear. Do you understand what I'm saying? So as you are speaking, as you are paying attention, the Holy Spirit will whisper to you. He's called the Spirit of Guidance. Don't you understand? He will whisper to you and say, don't go here. Go through the side. That is how you are going to meet the person who, who will give you the one million. <laughs> That's what we say. Don't speak in tongues with your mind playing, playing the fool. You are not serious. Don't, play, don't speak in tongues with your mind moving around all, all over the place. Thinking about what you are going to eat tomorrow. Thinking about what you are going to do tomorrow. No! Focus on what you are doing. Because you know that as you are speaking in tongues like that, God is going to whisper to you. Secrets. Mysteries. Wisdom that is hidden for your glory. Some people ask me, some people ask me this question. How did you know you were supposed to start a church? How do you know you were supposed to start a church? I spoke in tongues for three days. Kolaba, shatalaba. And God told me, listen, do this. And it will work. I asked him plenty of questions. He said, just do it. Just do it. It will work. Has it worked? So, by, you see, by speaking in tongues and paying attention to what you're doing, you will never miss the plan of God for your life. You will never miss where God was. You will never miss anything. And guess what? Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this. I know the plans that I have towards you, says the Lord. Plans to bring, plans of good. Jeremiah 29 line, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Other version says to bring you to prosperity. To increase you, to multiply you. The spirit of revelation, as you are, as you are speaking in tongues like that, he reveals them unto you by his spirit. By his spirit. By his spirit. So don't joke with speaking in tongues. Because that is the hidden wisdom. That is the hidden wisdom. Spend hours speaking in tongues. And pay attention to what you are, what you are doing. Pay attention to what you are doing. That is, that, is the, that, is, that is where the thing is. That is where it is. That is where it is. That is where it is. How do I know? How do I know we should make this move? How do I know we should make... Listen. I knew we should make a move to build something in a car. Guess what? All the forces of hell rose up against it. I tell you. Oh yeah. Ask. They will tell you. Oh, yeah. All the forces of hell rose up to fight against it. I knew in my spirit, as I was praying, that we should build something Kumase. Guess what? All the forces of hell rose up against it. As we were building, someone, a witch came and came to sue there and said that, what you are doing, we don't like. Yes, she, they did it spiritually, it didn't work. And they came physically. She stood there and said that the refuse dump you guys are taking from there, I eat from it. All of us eat on it. And if you don't know, you take it to see what will happen to you. Yeah. They came physically. And we told them we are building. And the church is sitting there. And we are still alive. Nothing has happened to us. 
How come we are moving? How come we are making inroads? Paying attention to what we are saying. Do you understand? The other way is through the revelation of God's word. Revealing God's word to you. Quickening the word of God. Making the word of God act. Listen, don't joke with these two things. The spirit of the word, the name. Don't joke with these things. That, that is what will cause you to succeed. That's what will cause you to succeed. I tell you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. Look at Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses, surpasses knowledge that you might be full of all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do. Exceeding. Abundantly. Above all that we can ask or think. All that you can ask or think. All that you can ask or think. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all. God is able to do that. Above all that you can ask or think. If it had been full stop, it would have been okay. But look at that. Read the rest of me. One to go. What power is he talking about? The power of the Holy Ghost. Iskus Kratos. Dunamis working inside you. Now, how, how do you stir up the gift of God in you? How do you stir up the power of God in you? How do you increase the working of the Spirit inside you? Paul said, I labored abundantly more than them all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. That's what Paul said. Look at Colossians 1.29. Colossians 1.29. Colossians 1.29. Oh, hallelujah. Colossians 1.29. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working. That's the working of the Spirit. The working which worketh in me mightily. Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified is very nice. For this I labor unto righteousness, striving with all the superhuman energy. Which is so mightily enkindles and works within me. He so mightily enkindles and works within me. Who is that? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit so mightily enkindles and works in me. He's able to do exceedingly above, abundantly above all that you can ask. Someone said, I've been asking for this for a very long time. God is not answering it. It's because the power is, that is working in you is to the negative. Because this is how, this is how he's speaking to us. For two minutes. Speaking in tongues is not supposed to be done in church. It's not church, the church one. You, you are not serious if you only speak in tongues in church. Your prayers will never be answered. Listen, no, no matter how much we lay hands on you, no matter what we, what we do, nothing will happen. I tell you, that's the truth. He does it according to his power that is at work within you. That's the truth. That's the truth. You want testimonies? You want to move forward? How many of you want to move forward? Find time. Do you understand? Find time and have a Holy Ghost banquet. Start, start charging yourself up. The Bible says, He that speaks unknown tongue edifies himself. He charges himself up like a battery. He charges himself up like a battery. You charge the power of God. Listen, 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 listen to this. When Jesus received the Holy Spirit, in Luke chapter 3, verse 22, like I mentioned to you. And he was full of the Holy Ghost in Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Remember, he went fasting and praying for 40 days. And the Bible says that he returned. How are you returning? If you spend time with the Lord, praying and studying the word, you return in the... That is why whenever you go and wait on God, you realize that something has happened to you. 
You realize that's like, hey, you are alive. You have answers. To, you know what to do. You just know what to do. All Christians who are not into waiting on God, there's something wrong. I tell you, in Daniel chapter 9, he says that there shall be darkness all over the place. There shall be darkness all over the place. But they who know their God, those who know their God shall what? They shall do exploits. How would they do the exploits? Because they know their God. They know their God. They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I want to be a high flyer. Do you want to be a high flyer? The Bible says that he, 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 found, he found Jacob in a wilderness. God found Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse, verse 9. Deuteronomy 32 9. He found Jacob in a wilderness. Look at it. For the lost portions of his people, Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Next verse, verse, verse 10. For he found him in a desert, a desert land, in the west howling wilderness, and led him about. He led Jacob about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. If you allow him to lead you, and to keep you, and to instruct you, you'll be surprised. Look at the next verse. All this means, all this, as an eagle stay up at a nest, all this means that he taught him the way of the eagle. What is the way of the eagle? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall what? Mount up. What's the next thing? They shall run. run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He taught him the way of the eagle. Next verse. And by teaching him the way of the eagle, next verse. So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strength God with him. Verse 13. He made him ride on the high places of the earth. He made Jacob ride. How many of you? He didn't say ride on the high places of, of the heavens. So he made him ride on the high places of the earth. Of the earth. God has destined for you to live like a king. That's what God has destined. For you to live like a king, live like a queen. He made him ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. There are those who don't eat the increase of the fields. They, 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 as the years go by, we see how they are as the years go by. Time only reveals what you have invested in the spirit. That's what time is for. Time is for revealing what you have done in the spirit. So as you speak in tongues, paying attention to what you are doing. I'm not talking about church tongues. Remember. Are you hearing me? I'm not talking about the, the tongues you are speaking in church. I'm talking about the tongues you speak in your house. The tongues you speak in your home. The tongues you speak on, on your own in a day. That is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you locking up yourself and saying, listen, something must happen. Something must happen. Sometimes you are there, you sense that things are not going as they're supposed to go. There's a problem. I need to do something. Yeah. yeah this, listen, my, this is my success. I tell you, this is my success. This is my success. What I'm sharing with you is my success. I speak in tongues. I don't joke with it. I don't joke with it. I don't, I don't like, oh, they are doing so. I'm doing some. No. On my own. There are days, four days, I'm alone. Close. I don't go out. When I go out to God, I don't walk around. Though. I don't know how to do that. I just lock the door and I'm there for four days. No, but I don't see any human being. What am I doing? Reading the Bible. Speaking in tongues. Reading the Bible. Speaking in tongues. And when I come out, I just know what to do. I know where to go. I know who to talk to. I'll be led. I'll be instructed. I'll know what to do. The power is working. When I make a request, it, it comes. It comes. 
When I even think it. Recently, I was thinking about 10,000 Ghana cities. I needed 10,000 Ghana. It just came like that. Yeah, someone called me and said, Oh, Pastor, I'm giving you 10,000 to, to, to you. You just gave it to me, just like that. I was just thinking it. I didn't say, I didn't utter it. Why? I don't joke with my relationship with God. I don't joke with speaking because my glory is hidden in the tongues I'm speaking. So as I'm speaking, it's my glory I'm talking about. Hidden in some wisdom, in a mysterious wisdom. As I speak it like that, and I receive interpretation. Sometimes you tell me, comfort, be, com- be comforted. Be comforted. Don't be afraid. I have sent you. I remember those times, things would be so hot. So hot. Hot. Like, it's not hot. God will tell me, don't give up. Keep pushing. Don't, it is me. Keep pushing. Keep going. It's going to work. Keep going. It's going to work. I cannot tell you how many times I've been saved from dying by speaking in tongues. <laughs> One day I was, I was driving from my mother's end to my mother-in-law's end. And my wife was in Kumasi, so I called her. That, oh, I'm going, I'm moving from my, my mom's end to your, your dad's end. And then I said, uh, I said something. I said, hopefully I'll see you. I said, hopefully I'll see you. I was like, ah. So I cut the car. I was like, so I was, I was driving. I was like, ah, why did I say hopefully I'll see you? I'll see my wife. I'll see her many days. What was the meaning of this? So I started speaking in tongues. Because I didn't understand. Why should that kind of word come out of my mouth? I'm young. What do you mean by hopefully you'll see your wife? <laughs> so I started speaking in tongues. Mando lobo. Speaking in tongues while I was in the car. Do you speak in tongues when you're in your car? Do you speak in tongues when you're walking around? You'll be safe from a lot of things. Don't just be walking around quietly. And then I take care about your beloved. You are useless. Listen. Ask our mothers how many times they think about they think about their husbands. Ask them. It is not necessary. It is foolish. You, it's, you don't know. You miss a lot of things. As a, as a child, as a young person. You, you use your brain for necessary things. Unnecessary. Unnecessary things. When you should be securing your future. When you should be looking into a mirror and talking to yourself in the mirror. That's you. I see you. You are going somewhere. You are rather thinking about, about a boy or about a girl. You are a fool. You don't know. Your wisdom is small. You are a joke. Your mind is still there's something wrong with you. You don't know that demons are sitting on your brain. Yeah, there's demonic constipation. They make your mind not think well. Yeah. Demonic constipation. Your mind is constipated. You cannot bring out prosperity, strength, and do what you're supposed to do. As I was going, speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost told me, slow down. When I slowed down, another car came to pass. I, I had, it was green for me, for me to go. So I was going. And Holy Spirit told me, calm down. Reduce your speed. Just when I stood on the brakes, the guy came to pass in front of me. Like from this side, he was coming. He was supposed to go straight. But he just came like this. I missed him by inches. Inches. And everybody was wondering what I was going to do. Whether I will follow him and do something to him. Because I would have died on the spot right in Accra. Because you see, when you're traveling from Accra to Kumasi, you think that's when you can die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that one, when the accident happens, that's when you can die. But there are many people who have died under traffic lights. Yeah. Many people. Bishop Dark said he was, he was sitting in his car, driving alone, yeah. speaking in tongues. As he was speaking in tongues, driving alone there, he saw a tipper truck coming. The traffic light was red at Odoko. Do you Odoko traffic light? Yeah. Traffic light was red. And he was there. Then this tipper truck with speed coming towards him. 
from the back. He looked and saw. Before he could get a chance to move, he saw the tripod. It was too late to do anything. It was too late. The truck went by him, okay, and hit somebody else. And the truck moved from the road. By hitting the person, the truck moved from the road. The, the truck had sand, and the, the truck fell with the sand everything. He wouldn't have survived. And it passed on another car, and the guy died and all that. So, on the, it will happen on a, on, a, on a Saturday. So, on a Monday, he went to that area and was asking. He asked the police, because they were talking about it. He said, ah, how many people died? Then he said, it was just this guy in the car at the traffic light. Because the guy had parked around. So, the car just went on him and he died. But then he was expecting another. You should have said two. He said one. He was like, ah, are you sure it was one person? Because another person was standing by me. And I saw someone standing and the car passed on him. That was why the car moved there. They said, oh, it was just one person. What do you think that was? It was an angel. It was an angel. If you don't speak in tongues, you, you block your angels from working. You are just going to be taken advantage of for nothing. For nothing. All because you have denied, you have decided that you will not talk. Remember, the angels act on the voice. They act on the voice of, of, your, of your voice. Not on account of what God has said. On your voice. What you are saying. Brothers and sisters, you have to speak in tongues. Though. You have to speak in tongues. You have to put time down. And be speaking in tongues. On your own. On your own. That's the way to make changes. That's the only way to make changes. I'll never fail in my life. Success is mine. Prosperity is mine. Greatness is mine. Say I'm going somewhere. Say it again. I'm going somewhere. I'll never fail in my life. I'll never fail in my life. You should be greeting each other with tongues. When you see each other, veso, raga That is where the power is. That is where the power is. The Bible says that and Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke to the Sanhedrin. All you need to do as a Christian in your life is to make sure you are filled with the Spirit. And it doesn't matter what it is that you are engaging in, it will work. That's 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 our secret. That's our secret. That's our secret. That is how I preach. Before I come come and preach, I speak in tongues, and I make sure that I'm full of the Spirit before I come. Yeah, that is that is what I do. And sometimes I don't even know where to start from. I may have just one scripture. It's okay. The rest will come. All I need to do is to make sure I'm full of the Spirit. And guess what? The Bible says that whilst they speak in tongues, they were filled. The whole place where they were was shaken and were filled with the Holy Ghost. Meaning that speaking in tongues, praying, leads you to the infilling of the Spirit. You pray in tongues. That's what you do as a Christian. Just pray in tongues. 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 Pray in tongues like that. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. That is why I can boldly say that if I am involved, it will work. 
I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. If I'm involved, it will work. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm going for it. It is good. It's good when you know what to do. You see, sometimes you don't know what to do. It's the most frustrating thing ever when you don't know what to do. What to do? What what should I do? How can I move from point A to point B? I've showed you. That's what I've showed you now. Because everything, just like just like that's how we are. Have you noticed Jesus will spend times away alone? What do you think he was doing? He was staying the power up. And he will come back and come and do wild things. Some of you are struggling with all kinds of things. You are struggling to live the life that God has given to you. You are struggling. Yes, it's, it's a serious struggle. You forgot the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Holiness. Remember his name. His, his Holy Spirit. He's the one who makes you holy. Yeah, Romans chapter 1, verse 4. Says, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power. According to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. There's a spirit called the spirit of holiness. You cannot be holy on your own. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about you see, holiness is both a position and a disposition. It is both a position in Christ and also a life that we live. You understand? Uh-huh. Now I'm talking about the life, not, not your position. As for position, we have been made holy. It's true. Legally, experientially, is what I'm talking about now. Living that life. Yeah, living that life. Where some things are alien, alien in your life. It's only the Holy Spirit who can purge you, purify you. That's why in first first Thessalonians chapter four, you know, when he was talking about keeping yourself, if you read from verse two, you see it. Look at verse two. For you know what commandments you gave by the Lord Jesus, verse three. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Sanctification here is continuous. It says that you should abstain from fornication, isn't it? That you should abstain from fornication. Next verse. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and in honor. Next verse. Not in the last of concupiscence, even as a Gentile should know not God. Like lasting after unnecessary things, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is avenger of us such as we have forewarned you and testified verse 7 for God has not called us unto what uncleanness but unto holiness look at the next verse he therefore that despised it despised not so he says if you despise what I'm saying like it is nothing he says he therefore that despised it despised not man but despised God in this matter how is he here then he says who has also given unto us his Holy Spirit why did he give us his Holy Spirit to make you holy. So if you despise it, you are not despising man, you are despising God. Because he has given you the Holy Spirit to help you. The Bible says that he's able to keep you from falling. He's able to keep you from falling. The Holy Spirit. So don't ignore it's like, hey Charlie, Charlie, we the air, Charlie. It no be possible. These things that they talk, it no be possible. You are despising God, not man. You need to depend on the speaking time. The more you speak in tongues, listen, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Look at Galatians 5:16. Walk ye in the spirit. And since this I say then, walk ye walk in the spirit, and it shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. The way to not fulfill the last of the flesh is walk in the spirit. How do you walk in the spirit? Melegrosa, stemeneba, balogoshe, and reading your Bible. That's all. That's how to walk in the spirit. Look at verse 25, Galatians 5:25. For if we live in the spirit, 
Let us also walk in the spirit. We live in the spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. It says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Romans 8, 9. Look at Romans 8, 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Does the spirit of God dwell in you? Yeah. If it does, then what it means is that you are, in, because you are born again by the spirit and into the spirit. So we are in the spirit. No matter where we are, we are in the spirit. When you fall, you fall in the spirit. When you rise, you rise in the spirit. Wherever you are, you are in the spirit. But we have a responsibility given to us to walk in the spirit. There are two words. Stoikio. Okay? Which has to do with walking in a military fashion. Like conforming your life to the spirit. Let your life conform to the spirit. Speak in tongues more. That's basically what he's telling you. Okay? And you'll be surprised that you'll be choking one success. Like your life will be so beautiful. So wonderful as a Christian. Demons can't come. They can't. They'll try. I know my house. There are demons in there. There are demons. Every, everybody has wild things. When you're born again, you're taken from that family and put in the family of God. But if you don't understand that that has happened, all that affects that family will affect you. All the demons there will affect you. They will come and, they will, like, they will come and molest you. They will come and sit on your chest in the night and go. I mean, all kinds of things. One lady came to see me and told me that every evening she struggles for her life. Every evening. Can you imagine? She has been struggling every evening. Even after getting born again, she's still struggling. Because she doesn't understand what it means to be born again. I, I taught her. She started playing messages. She says, when she plays the messages, she doesn't have any problem. She can sleep normally. But when she starts playing it, then it will come back again. And I told her, then keep playing the messages. Hallelujah. So let's, let, this is it though. Do you understand? This is all that we can teach you. There's nothing else. This is it. I've just come to teach you the, most, the single most important thing that you can have as a child of God. That's what I've taught you today. That's what I'm still talking about right now. Walk ye in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Okay? It says, for they that after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. The word mind is for new. It means to set your mind on. To consider always the, mind, the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit. Mind the things of the spirit. Keep your mind. He, he shall keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. This is your prosperity. Things may not be working physically. But you are not moved. Things may not be working physically. But you are not moved. At all. At all. Your joy is always on. 24 hours a day. Your joy is always on. Always on. If you notice, you become sad when you are not really into... You, have not, you, are not, you are not reading your Bible, you are not praying, you are not reading your Bible, you are not praying. You realize you are getting sadder and sadder and sadder. Yeah. Life is being drained out of you. So for you to go up, just keep yourself high on the spirit. High. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.